0: Shooting Podcast, we're back, we're live for another episode, man We're doing it Before I get into this, I think it's really important to tell you If you're watching this, so I went out So Brandon Brandon said, hey man, we really need this mic Alright, you need to go get this mic And so, dropped everything I was doing Alright, really busy day Went and got the mic and uh, And he said, oh man, I forgot my laptop today So, this mic is just for show But I paid money for it, so it's gonna sit here and it's just—it's going to mind its business. It's going to look good. So we're mic'd up here. It's still—it's still, it's still going to work out either way. So, uh, so since the last podcast, some some cool stuff has happened, to be honest. And I wanted to give a quick quick recap. I went out to Utah with Utah Hoops Club. My man Matt Montgomery brought me out there, and uh, it was incredible, man. It was incredible. It was my first time in Utah. I i never been to Utah before. It's the furthest west I think I've ever been, but. You get out there, and there's there's mountains everywhere, right? So that's that's all I'm seeing. So we we get off, and uh, and he had like a camera guy show up to the airport, and and basically we documented the whole the whole four days that I was there. So it's going to be really cool. Um, but he showed up to the airport, so like he's video he, he's uh, videotaping me as I get my bags and and walking through and all this kind of stuff, which awkward, you know. Um, but so we get outside, and the the mountains are crazy. Now I'm telling you, it's it's crazy, and I'm just I'm just in like in amazement of them. And I kept saying to people, I kept saying, "You guys have these beautiful mountains out here. Like how how do you how do you deal with that? You know what I mean? And how or 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 uh, that's so cool. I'm I'm just I'm I'm just like kind of blown away by it. And everybody just would look at me and say, "Oh yeah, we don't really notice them anymore." And uh, and then I was like, "Well, here I am, just in amazement of the mountains." And everybody's saying that, you know, they just start to take it for granted. And then I, I immediately thought, like, oh, this must be how my wife feels when people, uh, when people are like, oh, man, Mike's so incredible, right? Like, you get to be with Mike every day. He's so good-looking and charismatic, right? Like, that's crazy. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I guess I never even thought. It. So basically what I'm, what I'm saying is I'm kind of like a mountain in a way. I'm strong, uh, except I got a little bit more personality. And then my wife, obviously, is extremely lucky to have me. But um. Uh, that's all made up. So while I was out there, we did six clinics, 12 hours on court. Uh, We filmed for something that's going to be really, really cool um, that I'm excited to start. I'll I'll be able to talk about more about it in the future. But, um, you know, it's one of those things that you start to take these trips. And I remember like the first time I took a trip for a clinic and it, it it was interesting because when you start doing this stuff, right? When you start pursuing anything that's more of like a like a passion project type thing, you don't know necessarily where it's going to go. And I feel like I can always remember myself. Uh, I was when I when I went all in and I was in Nashville. I always remember driving to the gym. I would leave the house at like three forty-five in the morning, and uh, I would always hold this this image in my head of like eventually where I want to get where I want to get to or, or what I want to do. And um, it's interesting because all of this that start, that's starting to happen more and more w- was all part of that, right? And it's not, it's not nearly where I want to get with it, but um, it's still really, really cool to think about kind of, you know, where you started just trying to build a clientele um, to going to a place like Utah for multiple days and, you know, doing multiple clinics on top of, you know, some other content type things. And um, it's just cool sometimes to stop and think about, you know where you're going because i think with with anything that we do it can be kind of a, a natural thing to almost think at times like oh i'm stuck maybe i'm not i'm not progressing as fast but if you start to really think about you know the momentum any of us can start to build uh, it's it's a cool thing and you know i, I started to think i had a i had a parent so I, I landed in uh i landed back home from utah saturday and then went uh off to dc for some training and I had a parent that he he asked, he was like, hey man, how did you start building your clientele? And I think I said this on the very first podcast, but I started started training, teaching shooting from Craigslist. Like that's how, I, I didn't have social media, so I was like, oh man, well, if somebody needs a service. I'm just going to make the worst Craigslist ad of all time, right? And then I started getting clients that way. But with that, uh, some interesting stories, right? So... I'll tell you, and this is a, this is a super embarrassing one. Um, I'm so excited to do this. Like I like if, if my, my wife could tell you just how excited I was to start to start doing this, and um, you know how people will send replies back, like scamming people, or you'll hear you'll hear about people that have gotten scammed out of thousands of dollars through 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 different things, whether it be Craigslist or email chains, whatever. I get this response. And this is how this is how naive I was. I get this response and this guy I was like, hey man, want to send you X thousands of dollars. I'm gonna send my kids your way. Uh and there was some there was some caveat in there about how he would end up getting some of the money back or whatever. And I'm at the time, I'm just ready to I'm just ready to work, man. I'm like, I said to my wife, I'm like, they wanna send me X thousands of dollars. This is this is great. This is how this training thing works, right? I'm I'm ready. And uh she said, Well, let me she said, let me see that email uh, that they sent. She was very calm about it, and she opened up the email, and she was like, well, Mike, you see how there's spelling mistakes throughout this entire email, and you see how they want you to send money back, and you see, da, da, da. I was like, yeah, yeah, I see it, I see it. She's like, yeah, they're, they're scamming you, Mike. This isn't, this, isn't, <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't a real thing. And uh, I've never told that story publicly because it's extremely embarrassing, first of all. Um, but that's, But like, I was that excited. You know, I was that excited to go to work and do what I what, do what I love to do. Um, but eventually I did find real people on there, build a client base through Craigslist and then through that word of mouth and all that kind of stuff. It's so interesting because I remember the, the first couple people that I worked with, man, I had I had zero idea what I was doing. Right. I could I could just shoot the basketball. So I thought just because I could shoot, I was golden. Oh, I could shoot. I could teach it. And then it, that was it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, and, uh, it was cool though. It was cool, especially early on driving all over the place, you know, people's backyards, random gyms. I think I've been, I, I think I've been kicked out of 10 gyms in the Nashville area. I would just buy, they, they had these community centers and I would just bounce from community center to community center until somebody came in and gave me that look. It was like, Hey bro, you gotta go. You can't, you can't, you can't train here. Um, but it was really cool, man. And I, I so I wanted to tell two stories kind of about interesting things that have happened throughout and I I think I think they're I think they're kind of cool stories but my my first high level player uh that I ever worked with was was now my friend my friend now Max Hooper. Now if you don't know Max, Max Max won his senior senior season at Oakland without shooting a two. All he shot were threes and he's to this day the greatest shooter in person I've ever seen in my life. I'm um, unbelievable unbelievable shooter. And um so he, he hits me up, Mike, I want to work, let's do this, cool. I'm excited, but I'm, I'm, nervous. I'm nervous as hell, to be honest with you, because this is the first time I've worked with somebody that's not you know, 12 years old and isn't going to look at me and really question what I do. So now, I, now I'm kind of thinking, man. I, I hope I really know as much as I know, because I got to work with this guy. And um, I'm at work, so I'm working my nine to five in Nashville, and I'm just thinking about it all day. I'm nervous as hell. I tried to get a gym, can't get a gym, so I, I text him like, hey, this is the spot we're going to meet up at because I knew I had a free pass there. I couldn't afford gym time, right? I couldn't. I didn't have enough money to, to, to rent a gym, so my whole thing was, can we try to go at an hour where I know a lot of people aren't going to be there? And if, if we can go at an hour that it's not going to be packed, at least we can kind of get on a court, and if they see us doing our thing, they'll leave us alone. So I go to this gym because I had two free passes, um, and I get in there, and the court's packed obviously, right? It's like, it's like 2.30. Uh, I left my job early, which we'll come to another story, which is interesting because it seems to be a habit. Um, but I left my job early, showed up. I'm like 2 o'clock on a Tuesday. Like, who, Who's going to be there? And it's packed. So I call Max. I'm already nervous. Max, uh, I found this other gym. Like, Quick Google search. I saw some church that was not too far away that said they have open court hours. So my whole thinking was, I'd never been there before. Let's just show up and see what happens. And in my mind, I'm just thinking to myself, man, I'm this is the most unprofessional thing. Um, I think that's one of the benefits of working in the corporate world though, is that you kind of have that idea the whole time, right? I think that if I didn't have the uh the prior experience of knowing what is professional, what is not, maybe that wouldn't even have been as important to me. But you know, I'm I'm trying to maintain this, be on time, have everything ahead, you know, have everything scheduled. And I'm so anxious about getting to this gym before max gets to the gym first time working with him and i go to pull out it was nashville athletic club i go to pull out of nashville athletic club and i just wasn't looking and boom this truck takes off the entire front of my car just takes it off completely i see i see one quarter of my car just laying in the street and uh Man, I was I was devastated, man. I was, it was such a dumb thing to do. And so I called Max. Max just got in an accident. Uh, probably not going to be able to make it. And at this point, he's probably like, okay, this guy switched gyms on me. Uh, not only switched gyms on me, but now he's telling me that he has to cancel. I say, hey, we'll do it tomorrow. I promise we'll do it tomorrow. I hang up the phone. This guy gets out of his car. He looks at his car. My car, my, you know, my car, half of my car is on the road. And he just looks at it, and he's like yeah man I, I think we're good here and i said well i i should probably i should probably take your information and he says uh nah, man um i'm just going to go it looks like i'm all right uh so pro- probably didn't have insurance that was my guess on that one um and then i just i just hung out waited for the uh waited for the cops to come they 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 towed my car but i made sure that that night that i still could get a rental for the next day um which I did and then got to that same gym that we were supposed to go to and it turned out to be the perfect location. Empty gym, we got there, we got work in, but uh man, for the first time working with a higher level player, phew, it was it was tough, man. It was tough. Especially when you build up things in your mind that you're like, "Oh, this is what I'm going to do one day and this is it's going to be so great." And then things like that happen. It's just uh I don't know. It's it's humbling and it's, uh, it's, it's funny, though, to, to, to look back at it. The, the other story I wanted to tell, uh, so I'm working another job. And at this point, I had started to work with more and more guys, higher-level guys, um, but hadn't worked with the, uh, a, a really, really high, high, high-level guy, like an MBA guy. And I, uh, so I'm at work, and it's like 10 in the morning, and I get a call. And hey, uh so-and-so wants to get in the uh, get in the gym with you, you want to do that anytime? I'm like, yeah, man. I, heck yeah. So I'm sitting at my I'm sitting at my desk. Yes, absolutely. All right, cool. How does uh how does one o'clock sound? And I'm sitting there at my job, and at the time I was trying, I was almost trying to hide that I worked, right? So I, I was I was thinking that because I worked at I worked at nine to five that um if people saw that I was doing both that they wouldn't almost think I was as committed as I needed to be and and all this kind of, like, just stupid stuff, right? And so I, you know, this is my one, this is my first opportunity to work with a guy on the highest level. I'm there. I'm there. I, sure, one o'clock, where? All right, cool. Uh, I remember I I went into my boss's office like, hey, I gotta, I gotta leave for lunch a little bit early and I might be just a little bit longer, um, but, but I'll be back and I left, so no traffic to get there. Thirty minutes, right? Thirty minutes. Get there, no traffic. Show up. Court's being used where we need to be. So, like, hey man, we're probably gonna have to wait another half hour. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. cool. I'm trying to be as cool as possible, but I still, but I know I'm on the clock, man. Like, I'm, I'm literally on the clock. I left. Told them I'd be going just a little bit longer. All right, half hours, you know. All right, I could, I could swing a half hour. Comes back. Hey, it's going to be just a little bit longer Alright, alright, yeah, no problem No problem, we'll wait, we'll wait a little bit longer So it turns out we get on the floor, I think we get on the floor At 2 o'clock Supposed to be on the floor at 1 We get the workout in Goes phenomenally, really, really good time I, I, I'm still to this day Super glad I did it And uh, But by the time we finish up, it's 3 o'clock 3.15, we're talking after By the time we get out of this gym and all this kind of stuff It's like 3.30 So I left Left at like noon and now it's three thirty. So I've been gone three and a half hours. And uh I know I have to get back and I'm just thinking to myself, man, I <laughs> I hope to God nobody's paying attention just how long I've been gone. And uh hit rush hour traffic, so now it takes like another hour to get back. So I, I end up sliding back into the office with like half hour, forty-five minutes left in the day, and Nope, didn't shower, just put my work clothes back on. Um, didn't shower, stunk, I'm still sweating, sit down in my chair, and nobody, nobody says a word, man. Nobody says one thing. And in my head on the whole way there, I was building this whole thing up to be like, oh man, this is it. Like they're gonna ask me to leave. What's my I'm thinking, what's my backup plan gonna be? What are they gonna say in terms of, hey, you can't work here? Just nonsense, just complete nonsense. Slid back in my chair. And, uh, and nothing ever came of it I just remember I stayed later that night Because I, I felt like I had to I thought to myself, well, maybe somebody did notice So I'm going to stay later than, than, I'm ever, uh, than I'm ever used to staying So, you know, it's just crazy, man To start to think about those things And then now, you know, how, how things have changed In terms of things kind of work out more on your time The more established you get, right? It's not, it's not at the drop of a hat Hey, you need to come here, you need to come there uh, but it at the same time, man, that's, that's the fun part of it, right? It's, it's, it's new, it's exciting. You're chasing it. You're willing to do whatever, it, you know, whatever it takes, driving two hours for an hour of training, all that kind of stuff, man. So, um, but yeah, this, that, that past week in Utah just kind of made me think about, I and mean, I have stories beyond stories about stuff like that, but it just made me think, um, you know just how how cool it is to to continue to just push forward and 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 trying to trying to reach that that ultimate vision, right? So I I, I talk about it a, a lot of, of thinking of it and not or thinking from it and not of it, meaning thinking as if you know your end vision is inevitable. It's it's done in a way, right? And that if you can start to hold on to what that looks like and what that feels like and you can do that every day man you're going to start to uh what neville goddard calls neville goddard calls is is build up these you know the bridge of incidents to eventually get there and it's it's one of those things that if you just have that faith that hey man this is going to work out i know it's going to work out because i've seen it and i know that i'm going to get there um everything else will kind of start to happen how it's supposed to happen and I don't think there's any blueprint for it. I was uh, in a workout with my man Jeff today and, and we finished the workout and I said to him, he, he he said something to me about, you know, the time is now and I I, I pulled him back for a second. I said, it's, it's the time isn't now. I said, you already know what it is you want and you've seen yourself in that spot already. I said, don't put pressure on the moment as if your time is now because you have no idea how you're going to get to that that end vision of yours, right? This, this could be it, maybe it's not it. But putting all this undue pressure on yourself as if it has to happen, has to happen, you know, you're know, you kind of acting by this force rather than like just letting the flow of, of everything, everything occur. So I just thought it was really interesting, man. Um, I, had, I, I had a phenomenal time out there. I would move to Utah uh, for sure. Uh, it was a little cold, but it's, it's legit out there. The only other thing, the elevation, I started talking out there and immediately lost my breath, which was, which was crazy. I did, not, I did not think that was going to happen, um, but, it, but it did. I also, for the first time in my life, and this is going to be a shock to a lot of people, um, I really got to know Chick-fil-A out in Utah. And I've never really eaten Chick-fil-A before because my wife has a peanut allergy and they fry in peanut oil, so I, I stay away from it. But I was just eating the grilled nuggets all, all week out there. Um, life-changing, man really 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 good man so big shout out to Chick-fil-A because now I understand why people wait in line for generations it seems like sometimes that line um I don't I don't know if I would wait in line that long uh but the chicken is the chicken is is pretty good so um what I kind of wanted to get into was just almost like a an FAQ in a way so what a what a terrible transition anyway um But no, I I get a lot of questions about certain things, and I think that my mistakes and things that I've done in the past that I now look back on and say, "Oh, I didn't need to do it that way," or "I should have," or um, "This would have been easier." I I think that that could be a benefit to a lot of people, as I know a lot of coaches and trainers watch this, and then and then players as well, right? And my mom. So um, one of the most common questions I get is, "What is the best drill for?" Uh, And then you can say, fill in the blank. So let's just, we'll make the question, what is the best drill for range? What is the best drill for shooting off the dribble? What is the best drill for shooting with a defender? Like, all this kind of stuff. And I used to think it was all about the drill. I used to think that there had to be the perfect drill for everything. And the truth of the matter is, the answer to that question is infinite. The perfect drill is the one that caters to the person that you're working with and allows them to understand truly what is happening within what you're, with what you're trying to do. So, for example, if you're trying to build range, right, it doesn't really matter what position you put a player in. If they don't understand how they have to move the ball, right, let's just say load the wrist to take away a variable, move the ball up their body and keep the ball in front move the ball quickly, release the ball on the way up. That's really what we need to start to do in terms, of, in terms of building range because we need to cut down on as many variables as possible. If a player doesn't understand that and we think that we need to always implement a drill in order to magically make them have more range, we're actually doing a disservice to the player in my opinion. I think that we only can get better and better and better if we have a true understanding Of what it is that needs to be done Right Not just from like a surface drill level But from what your body is doing You know what I mean It's, it's one of those things that I used to be extremely guilty of trying Hey, my dog's barking I used to be extremely guilty Of trying to find drills Man We'll keep this all in Every time a FedEx driver drives by, my dog thinks that they're here to blow our house up. I'm not sure what it is, man. But a FedEx or a UPS driver didn't used to be that way until COVID. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. Anyway, I used to think that I had to, to invent drills in order to, one, stay relevant because you're, you're kind of in that, oh, I need attention. You know what I mean? Um, and two, because I thought that, that that's what was needed when I'm working with a player was, was drills. What I've come to find is that far more important than than any drill is going to be my personal understanding of what needs to happen or what that player needs to work on, and then how I'm going to communicate it to them. How am I going to get this to them? How am I going to get this information to them in a way that could be, you know, will be extremely valuable to them and be something that they can connect to? Because, you know, at at the end of the day, that that's what we're that's what we're there to do. We're not really as a teacher, you're not really there to, to show the newest and, and greatest stuff all the time. If you're always changing things up, it's going to be hard to grasp onto to what the, you know, the core idea of what it is that you're doing is going to be. So I find myself now in a lot of situations where I'm teaching where it's, it's me talking a lot, right? Because I need, I need them to hear what I'm saying. I also want to hear their feedback and, you know, I've had lessons or or you have lessons where we're doing one dribble pull-ups for an hour from different sides of the floor, trying to just understand really small nuances in terms of what we're doing, whether that be, you know, let's keep posture, let's back foot push, dribble close to the body, right? But you can start to have all of these things build up within the most simple drill you could imagine. And it's not the drill that's the magic, it's the understanding of what's happening right so i'll tell players listen we, we make shots before we shoot them so we make shots with how we prepare our preparation is everything and i kind of like to think everything flows together like some big almost like some big dance in a way but once you understand the basic concepts of under you know how we want the ball to move You know, what I, you know what i mean we want that ball traveling relatively in one direction just limit direction changes release on the way up having that wrist loaded, et cetera, all that kind of stuff. But once we start to understand that, now it's about putting it together in different situations. So wh- that's out of the way. We got that. How do we start to build off of it off the dribble, off the move? And so when we're off the off the off the dribble, we can start to, we can start to incorporate things in that really small amount of space that a person from the outside looking, looking or a person looking from the outside may say, oh, that's a very simple drill, right? whereas the shooter may say afterwards man i've never i've never thought about that much within that small space of time so we could do a one dribble pull up where we're going to focus on our posture we're going to focus on keeping that head up so that we're lending ourselves to when it's time to shoot our body doesn't have to get out of the way we're going to focus on the back the back foot push right trying to trying to extend downhill quickly and and not lose that posture we're going to work on our dribble step timing we're going to try to take a really big first step right but we're going to try to keep that ball relatively close to the body. So we're always going to cover that same amount of space. We're not going to pull that ball too far out in front of us. And because of that, we're now setting ourselves up to pick the ball up in pretty much the same place every time, get to our one position before the second foot hits, and now we're all ready to go, right? We just did all of our preparation. And so if you think about in a one dribble pull-up, how much is going on there, it's it's no wonder that you could spend an hour on that stuff. By the time you you went right hand and left hand did a one two and then a, or a one two with a small hop i mean you're you're looking at an hour of work where a player probably thought about things they'd never even thought about so my biggest piece of advice on this is you know don't don't seek drill seek understanding it's the it's the understanding of 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 the nuances in this game that will will be just so so big t- like resulting in just such big results at the end of the day um and I think like like everything I always bring basketball back to life but I think it's it's the same thing right where we're, it's never about these quick fixes it's never about you know what's gonna make me this amount of money in a really relatively short time no man like learn how to do it understand how to make it so then you could do it again and again and in a different way and you'll start to see that you know these things all kind of all kind of connect together and it's why it, it's why I love teaching so much because to me there's so many there's um, so many symmetries between this game and and life in general and and, and interacting with people and um, the more you dive in to your craft and the more you're able to relay that knowledge that you've built up in hundreds of ways uh, you're setting yourself up to be so extremely valuable in the long run because no matter what person is put in front of you. You're going to be able to help in some capacity, and that should be the goal, right? That that should be the goal, but you only get to that goal should you have such a deep understanding of what it is you're teaching, and there will be undoubtedly the urge to go the opposite way with things, because I know that we're in, a, we're in a more instant time than ever, where you can get a heck of a lot of attention for certain things uh, on the internet or whatever, especially with teaching. Um, but if you're really invested in what you want to become or you want to become great at it, that that's short, really sweet, but very surface level stuff will be awesome for the attention aspect. It won't be so great uh, when you have a kid in front of you or when, whether you have you know 50 kids in front of you looking for, for advice on, on what to do, right? So, um, man, I, I'm, I'm excited about this podcast moving forward. This is, the, this is my first this is the first one on camera and solo um, I think I think it's really really cool and I appreciate everybody's feedback it's been it's been awesome to to hear people uh, both commenting uh, and I've had people call me like you know friends subscribers saying you know when's the next podcast coming out man I'm, I'm really enjoying it. people have just been going through it which has been which has been really cool and I think that this this setup is it's really cool like I said it's another part of the journey where you'll look back or I'll look back and we'll see. This is where another step kind of happened. Because this isn't anything that I would have thought would have, would have, would have eventually come to light. So that's it for this one. Until next time, I appreciate you guys. Um, just to let you know, Keep Shooting Subscription is doing incredibly well. That's, that's the timer. Keep Shooting Subscription is doing incredibly well. And, uh, and I really, really would encourage you, if you even want to learn shooting in the slightest bit, to sign up for it. We're seeing amazing results all over the world. And uh, that will be the sponsor. The Keep Shooting subscription is the sponsor because I don't have to pay for it. So until next time, guys, keep shooting.